0: Welcome to Angry Americans. Welcome to episode 75. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. And even as we end summer, if you're not angry, you're not paying attention.
1: It's so innocent. This is soup for my family. Uh, It's incredible. And you have people coming over with bags of soup, big bags of soup, and they lay it on the ground and the anarchists take it and they start throwing it at our cops, at our police. And if it hits you, that's worse than a brick because it's got force. It's the perfect size. It's like made perfect. And when they get caught, they say, No, this is just soup for my family. And then the media says, This is just soup. These people are very, very innocent. They're innocent people.
0: They're innocent people. Well, in some ways, we're all innocent people. And we've been subjected to a summer of brutality, a summer of chaos, and a summer of mayhem. And that summer, is finally coming to a close. And as summer ends and fall begins, sports are still going, football might be back, schools are kind of open, and some folks are getting on the road for Labor Day. That means getting in your car. For others, it means continuing to lock down. For still others, it means partying at Sturgis or a Trump rally. But no matter who you are or where you are, you can probably appreciate the car question. Every single one of our important, inspiring, and iconic guests from the beginning of this show have been asked the car question. So given it's the time of year when you might be in your car, I thought it would be a good time to give you some of the best of the car question. After this summer, I think we all deserve an uplifting, inspiring, and fun break from the monotony and the chaos of our politics and news. So I've got it for you. Actor Rosie Perez. The iconic Henry Rollins. Stephanie Rule of NBC. World War II veteran and legendary activist Norman Lear. The View's Meghan McCain. David Aldridge, basketball expert from The Athletic. Ambassador Susan Rice, Seinfeld great Jason Alexander, the fantastic comedian and voice of conscious Samantha Bee, entrepreneur, activist and founder of Milk Makeup Mazdek Rossi, comedian, activist and podcaster Baratunde Thurston. If you like these snippets and want to hear the full conversations, you can go to angryamericans.us or find them anywhere you get this podcast. You can also find videos on angryamericans.us and on our YouTube page. Welcome to the end of summer, folks. Welcome to the beginning of fall. Welcome to Angry Americans, episode 75. Let's roll. Rosie Perez, what was your first car? A Datsun B210. Really?
2: Yeah, I because I bought it off this cokehead in college.
0: Do <laughs> <laughs> you tell us the story?
2: I won't say her name, but it was this very privileged girl, and had a lot. Of family had a lot of money, and she was such a cokehead and everything. And she had she was angry that her family wouldn't buy her a nice car that she had the Datsun B210 and her brother had a BMW. She was so angry. And I was like, well, why why, why won't they get you a BMW? And she says, I don't know. And I go, oh, okay, maybe it's because you're a fucking cokehead. And she's like, girls, how dare you? And I go, I'm just saying, if I was your parent, I wouldn't give you the money because you might crash the shit. Wouldn't you believe a couple of weeks later, she discovers you know, firing it up, cooking it up and Uh inhaling it. You know, she discovers crack and she comes to school (laughs) and she's doing the, the pipe. It's not funny, but it's funny. She's doing the pipe. Something goes whoosh. And the, the, the um, upholstery on inside the car goes on fire. Her hair goes on fire. Her and her friend (laughs) jump out of the car Right. Someone, because it's on the school grounds, grabs a fire extinguisher, extinguishes the car out, but it's charred and it's burnt. And and she's she came to me. She was such a crackhead and she came to me and she goes, I need some money. I said to fix your car. She goes, no, to sell it. You want to buy it? I said, what? And she goes, give me a thousand dollars. I said, for this pizza, shit. And she goes, "Okay." 500. I said, n- n- no. And she goes, okay, 300. I said, I'm going to give you $200 for that piece of shit. <laughs> Take it or leave it. And she took it.
0: Wow. So that was my
2: first car. Wow. Pink slip and oil.
0: What, do you know what year it was and what, what color? Do you remember what color it was?
2: I don't remember what year it was, but it was this ugly orangey color. It was so ugly. And my friend, my college friend, Joe Lopez, helped me rip out all the burnt um, upholstery in it. And like uh, the two front seats were kind of half burnt, but I had no money <laughs> to get the <laughs> seats replaced. And it was this in California? Is that where this you were in going California to school? Because yeah. I was going to college for biochemistry out there. I drove that thing around and I had to learn. I didn't know how to drive yet. I was a New Yorker. Wow. So I had to learn how to drive. I backed up um, traffic on La Brea people were honking i'm having an anxiety attack like crying going oh my god because it was a stick shift. and um you know joe lopez is in the passenger seat he goes you're grinding the gears i go what does that mean you know
1: henry rollins what was your first car uh, 1968 VW Fastback with a dent in the hood from where a mace canister bounced off it when my mom was stopped in a riot on the way home. And I graduated from high school in 1879. <laughs> and my mom said, you know, I'm getting married. My new husband's going to have a car. Why don't you take this one? And I'm like, well, yeah, thanks. And it still works. It's a pretty tough car, VW. And later... Uh, within a few weeks, when I became homeless, it, it became my home, where the UK sub song "I Live in a Car" became my personal anthem at a minute and thirty-one seconds. And I sleep in the fetal position in the back of my VW Fastback until I finally found an apartment to live in. And so that was my first car. And what and color was it? Blue. What it kind was my mom. It was what, my mom's uh, VW. What kind of blue, Henry? It was uh, kind of a royal blue. It was very nice, and it it never broke down as a pretty damn dependable car and it got in a car accident someone rammed my mom they ran, they ran a stop sign and they fixed it and then I had it and as you know having your car is a, the most amazing freedom injection you're like I'm going to go to Dunkin Donuts because I can
0: <laughs> Stephanie Rule, what was your first car?
3: a white Chrysler LeBaron convertible really? yes Wow. And I thought I was very, very cool. In what it.
0: year? Do you remember what year it was? Um,
3: 1993. I was, I was my high school homecoming queen. And I, I didn't turn 17. That's how old you have to be to get your driver's license. Um, I didn't get my driver's license until... Like, I turned 17 at the end of December. And truth be told, I didn't want to be a designated driver. And so I didn't get my license for another six months.
0: <laughs> wow. And was the top white also? <laughs> my
3: colleagues who NBC me see her sitting here going, I can't believe you just see? said that. You know what? It was a long time Isn't ago. Isn't this podcast fun, everybody? Yeah. I mean, that was but my rationale. What was
0: the color of the roof? The top. Well, it was, it, a was a white, 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 the, no, white, with a white top? A white,
3: Chrysler white, convertible with a black top. Wow. Yeah.
0: And, and, then, how did and, you, how- and
3: I'm a, whore, you know, what people have their gifts and yeah. those, I'm, I may be the worst driver you've ever met. I eventually got rid of it because I was once driving through the Lincoln Tunnel with the top down and I had three girls in the car with me. And somehow I sideswiped the inside of the Lincoln Tunnel and and blew out all the tires on the right side of the car and we were like in the beginning of the tunnel so you can't stop
0: there's no stopping
3: and it was just a hor- i mean we we complete i mean we wrecked the side of the car we made it out the other side of the tunnel but after that um we it was it was that was the last time we saw that car
0: Norman Lear what was your first car the model T <laughs> We had a model T for, we for which we paid I don't know thirty nine dollars for something, or one hundred thirty nine dollars, but it was very inexpensive. And uh, I will never forget. Uh, to, uh, we 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 did this in Hartford, Connecticut, and uh, and decided we were going to drive through New England. Well, we never got further than Rhode Island or something because the car broke down too many times. Uh, But I'll never forget lying out in front of people's homes uh, in the grass under a tree, in neighborhoods we'll never see again. Just two 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds talking about the world we lived in. Megan McCain, what was your first car?
4: Yeah, this is so embarrassing. I had a VW Beetle and it was green. I know. It's like, and I totaled it at some point. I don't remember when. um, And then that was it for cars. I haven't owned a car. uh, No, I'm sorry. I owned a car when I lived in LA briefly um, or leased one. Uh, But yeah, that was my car. And I'm still a terrible driver.
0: What kind of green was it?
4: Like lime green, like hideous. Really? Yeah. When I was 17 or 18, whenever I had it, it was like the coolest car like it was in the Mandy Moore music video Candy (laughs) and like it was so cool and now I'm like this is the most hideous car ever and it's not cool at all how did you wreck it um, I like, I did it in Sedona and I think I just like, I don't remember. I like turned and like it just, I smashed the side of it on a mountain and it was, it was bad, but I was fine and no one got hurt. Thank God. Um, but I was like scared from driving ever since then. I'm a really bad driver. I, I tend not to drive if I don't have to.
3: David
0: Aldrich, what was your first car?
1: A Chevy chevette <laughs> a blue Chevy chevette um that my mother had, and she let me she she looked gave it to me a sense uh, a sense essentially uh, didn't have much of anything, but it got me where I needed to go Paul <laughs> that was the important thing what, what year was it and what color was it David? it was it was a i think it was like a i want to say it was like an eighty one chevette and it was blue it was light blue. <laughs> <laughs> nice. and it was tiny but you know like a north you know, carolina blue like a baby blue or what kind it of was blue? no it wasn't powder blue it was more like a and it wasn't a dark blue i'm trying to think like what's what would be a good blue you know like the thunders road uniforms it was like oh, yeah. that <laughs> like that kind of blue
5: Be a sports color week, right right
0: Ambassador Susan Rice, what was your first car?
5: Well, first of all, I didn't get my first car while I was growing up. I got it later. Uh, But it was a Honda Accord hatchback, circa 1985, navy blue. And I got it actually when I was out in California in my final year of college. And it was so liberating to finally have my own car. I grew up with a series of you know, ugly cars that my parents bought, mostly Bonneville, uh, Pontiac Bonnevilles. We had the biggest, ugliest, puke yellow Bonneville station wagon that we used to, my parents used to drive, you know, us up to Maine every summer from Washington, D.C., up and down the New Jersey turnpike in this big ass, ugly car.
0: Jason Alexander, when you were growing up, what was your first car? So
6: it wasn't my first car. It was the first car I was allowed to drive around. And my dad went through cars like shit through a goose. But he had, (laughs) he loved this. I think, well, so I started driving in 1976, 77. It must have been like a 1972 Chevy Impala. And that was the car he allowed me to drive. It was like this turd brown Chevy Impala. I have some memory of some sort of fin-like tail tail light thing. Yeah. And my dad had a funny habit, and I, I've always loved it. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll adopt that someday. But my dad would um, let's tell you everything you need to know about my dad. So he'd buy a new car, and he'd call all his friends and go stand outside your house. I'm driving by. I want you to see the car. And he'd drive around and he'd show off his brand new car to all his friends. Then he'd bring it home. He'd take a ball peen hammer. He'd look for a spot, not too obvious, but not too hidden and put a ding in it. And he'd go, all right, curse is off curses off. Wow. And now if he was in a parking lot in the mall and somebody hit him, he was like, "Yeah, I was already dinged. So, wow. <laughs> so he just, he did not want it to be precious beyond that first day. Wow. And, uh, and so that's my relationship with cars. I really <laughs> just give a crap about them. They just get me from here to there. Mazda Rossi, what was your first car? It was an Audi 5000 S. that bought it wasn't new. It was like super old. I bought from my best friend Sergio for two thousand bucks. I paid him cash. And I think my Alpine speaker my alpine system was more expensive than the, the car. But you know, I've always worked. Even when we were kids, me and my brother we had paper routes, we worked at the olive Garden. we worked Giordano's pizza, deep dish.
1: I mean, I've always worked because we had no money.
6: Right. You know, so we had to make our own
1: Maratunde Thurston, what was your first car?
2: Uh, I bought a 1994 Burgundy Isuzu Trooper from my older sister Belinda for $1. Wow. And she handed over the titles to me. We had it witnessed by a notary public. And yeah, and I drove that car from Michigan back to Boston and I loved it. I called it my apocalypse mobile because... <laughs> This is the boxy Isuzu trooper. There was no window tinting. Yeah. It was all utility, very little flare, and it rode high off the ground. You could pop it into four-wheel drive pretty quickly. And it could handle, it could handle things. And I just was like, I'm gonna strap stuff to the roof. I'm gonna put stuff on the side. Like if things go down, yeah. and I grew up as a boy scout and a black politically active person, the son of my mother. So I'm prepared for multiple types of things <laughs> to go down.
0: B, what was your first car?
7: Oh my God. Okay. Well, my first car, I had a, like, okay. I learned to drive. I learned to drive on a Camaro in my dad's Camaro, which was like as long, had as long a hood as the Batmobile. I could not see over it, but I loved it. So I still wish that we had that car. I mean, I, I dream of that. Camaro, it was incredible. My first car. Do you know what year that Camaro was? Uh, no, I do not, but it was like, you know, the classic like super 70s. Yeah. Brown like What color? It was blue. It was actually navy blue and the inside was brown. You know, of yeah. course. Yeah, of course. As you as one does. Of course. <laughs> My first car that I bought, I paid $800 for it, was a tan cutlass Supreme with a brown fabric interior, like brown velour interior, that was incredible. It was such a good car, and it just was like the best beater, but sort of unreliable, I'll be honest with you. I love a car with a gigantic engine. That's yes. clear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my first car was, I've never, I don't think I've talked about it. My first car mm-hmm. was a Cutlass Supreme.
7: <gasps> what? It was,
0: it was an 82 Cutlass.
7: Oh my God. And it God. was
0: uh, tan with the brome package interior, which was like a navy blue, but kind of like a wow. couch.
7: That's, yeah, it's like, I, a sofa, like a sofa, yeah. like a tufted sofa. And
0: I bought it from my mother's friend, Shelly's father, Irving. Great, okay. and he and they had cats. Okay, and so Irving was like in his 80s and couldn't drive anymore, sure. And he had been a, a competitive diver in his day when he was younger. Oh my god, but, uh, when I got the car, I got it for like I don't know a couple hundred, maybe 800 bucks, less than a thousand bucks. Sure. But the deal was that it was covered in cat hair. Okay. It was a brome velvet. The roof was velvet, but it was cat hair. Oh my God. So my first job, like getting this car on the road was getting uh-huh. a super vacuum and almost pulling it out by hair. I bet. By, by hand. Yeah. But the hair just kind of caked the entire inside of the car. Of course. But it also, the only thing bigger than the engine was the trunk huge and we used to play a game how many people could you fit in the trunk how many people could you fit in the trunk it depends on the size of the people
7: I never but... put any people in my trunk <laughs> of my brown car living people I should, I should write living people All right. right oh all right yes um,
0: yes ride all night long. thanks for joining us in this special episode of Angry Americans and thanks for joining us all summer long As we roll into fall, be sure to subscribe to Angry Americans Now and tell three friends to do the same. This is your place for independent news, politics and culture, especially going into what promises to be the most chaotic election season ever. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. My thanks to all of these incredible, important, inspiring, iconic guests that joined me. We've got a lot more coming up in the fall and coming up next year, so stay tuned. My thanks, of course, to the Righteous Media team, Mighty Mercy Rich, creative Chris Rosenthal, brilliant Bill Schultz, our friends at Uncle Nearest, the best whiskey in America, all our awesome Patreon members, and of course, my family, my two amazing boys, and my wife. And remember, it's okay to be angry especially now and know that you're not alone even if you're in your car we're all a little angry and that's because we're paying attention i'm your host paul Reichhoff. thanks for listening and thanks for riding with us whether you're riding in a cadillac a camaro a ferrari or your local bus wherever you are wear a mask stay frosty and stay vigilant america i'll see you out on the road.